There's this myth that to be an artist, you must struggle. I'm here to tell you that that's not true. This is a podcast for people who are feeling stuck and energetically unfulfilled in their creative careers and are looking for ways to realign with their inspiration and intuition. We chat with industry professionals about everything from their spiritual experiences to the everyday practices that help them stay energetically and mentally in tune. My name is Madeline Corliss. I'm the creator of The Energy Studio. Welcome to The Energy Studio Podcast. Hello and welcome to season two of the Energy Studio podcast. This season we are diving into mental and energetic wellness for creatives. So to start off the season, we have special guest Billy Griffin coming on and Billy is an absolutely wonderful choreographer and educator in New York City. We cover a lot of ground in this episode. We talk about everything from toxic teachers and how to reshape those voices in your head to uh, Disney Pixar's Soul, which is such a fabulous movie. If you have not watched it, I highly recommend. Uh, And everything in between about the pandemic and what the industry is going to look like after and also the importance of doing that spiritual work now. So here we go. Thank you so much for um, having me on. I'm really excited to talk with you. Oh, thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to talk with you. So it's great that there's mutual excitement. So I guess just jumping in right off the bat, can you talk a little bit about one, what you do, and then how mental and energetic wellness plays into that. All right. Whoa. Okay. I know, big one. Just jump, no, just deep shot. You know what? I am one of those people that I always complain about small talk. Like I get so, I'm, you know, I have to make a lot of small talk because of my profession and it makes me so nervous. So I'd rather deep dive. So thank you. Just deep You're dive very welcome. Dive. I'm very similar. <laughs> so I am a choreographer and dance educator um and I was a performer I had a life as a performer for like many a year and I think when I this is almost 10 years ago I you know I was performing and I had had a lot of success as a performer and at the time I, I was um I'm a national tour of Mary Poppins and I had this feeling um I was like, something is is missing. I'm like, I've, I've had all these incredible opportunities. Like, what's the next thing, sort of? And I realized that I had a void in my life because I didn't really, I had lost a connection to um, a spiritual life, for lack of a better word. Or actually, I've, I had a spiritual life. I, I just wasn't aware of it. So um, I don't know if you've ever seen the ads for the School of Practical Philosophy on the subway, but there are these ads. <laughs> You'll, you'll see them all the time now. They're always, it, it says something like um, careers come and go, job, you know, um, relationships come and go, but practical philosophy is forever. But basically it's, a, it's, um, a, it's on the Upper East Side, right off the park. And it's a school that anyone can sign up and actually it um, like goes by semesters. And you're just introduced to a lot of different um, voices surrounding uh, philosophy and then also spirituality and it was my first real introduction to um, a formal meditation practice because they um, that is a big component of of the school of practical philosophy and they actually call it the pause (laughs) which just I think is like a easier way for people people who get scared of 
meditation and stuff. So that, so I access, that was my first introduction to uh, like setting me on a road for a spiritual life. And so then I kind of was, so then I was doing this, I wasn't performing and I was like, how do I mesh these two? And so I had always been um, somebody who enjoyed choreographing and teaching and stuff since I was little, since I was younger. Um, and so I was like, what if I could somehow mesh these two, like um, cultivating a spiritual life and then also dance and creation, because which is spiritual in itself. So that's kind of, you know, I, I, that's, this is a long-winded answer to, because um, I'm still on this road, but that is how I kind of came into, I keep on saying the spiritual life, because it's a lack of a better word, but that's, that's how my first introduction was the School of Practice Philosophy. And then I, my um, path since then has been, how do I integrate um, these two, what we see as separate worlds, like the hustle and the career of, lit, of being a performing artist and being an artist and also cultivating a spiritual life. I keep on saying spiritual life, but that's really has been what my thing has been for the past 10 years is how do I weave these two things together? Because I'm sure you are somebody who seems to have a very healthy spiritual life. And I'm sure you can attest that the two things, the the performing thing, they're not um, unrelated, that, that they actually really um, complement each other and we need spiritual life in order to really grow as a artist okay I'm done talking that, that was a very long-winded answer <laughs> I loved all of it I totally agree with you and um, I'm actually about to start teaching this course called unblocking your creative career and that's the whole premise of it is that it's such an important aspect of uh, we can take all these technique classes and we can be very proficient technically but when we're out of alignment with who we are and what we are are driven to do and what our values are, uh, and when we still have that wounding that's not being identified, it just gets, gets in the way and it's like block after block. Um, and I love that you have, well, one, identified that the melding of the two is so important for you and your journey, but also I think it's so important for everybody else and everyone that you are influencing as well. So we've already gone through how you found these practices. Um, yeah, I mean, that, oh. that was like a basic, I mean, because then from there, I like deep dived into, I, I, I call myself like, um, you know, from different spiritual traditions, like, you know, mysticism, uh, like Christian mysticism, Buddhism, I'm very much, I, over the years, um, yeah. I just, I'm someone who, I don't subscribe to one um, tradition or belief system or whatever you, however you want to call it. I definitely you know dabble in everything because at the end of the day there's all what is that all roads lead to Rome sort of thing yeah that all the different traditions and ways we're all trying to access they're all accessing the same thing yes so 100 percent. and I remember something I was thinking of as you were speaking about the connection between our creativity and connection to the spiritual self and um I don't know if you've watched videos of the haka from yeah. um and i i remember watching at one point during quarantine and thinking wow this is what our culture is missing like our culture is missing that uh that grounding in something that connects us to the voice that connects us to the body and i think that's par also part of why uh artists and creators 
tend to find, we tend to find our way to this spiritual life in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because we, we find that spiritual connection in the movement of our bodies and of sound. Yeah. I mean, um, I literally right before this, I, I, um, begin every morning with, uh, I go to, I live near Riverside Park, so I take the dog to the park. I have my coffee, and I usually listen to. Um, she's a Buddhist teacher, uh, Tara Brock, Tara Brock, and today she was just talking about um, basically that idea of so often um, as humans we're cut off from our bodies because we're living in our, you know, in our head, ego, you know, whatever you want to call it, and how you know, because as dancers we're we're forced to get into our bodies so it's so funny because I just was like oh as as a dancer like we're already ahead of the game in the sense that we're are you know we're using our bodies but I you know I'm so happy that I now I have words to put in to kind of explain what's happening because I'm sure as you know I'm sure you can agree when you are in that zone or whatever when you are performing specifically dancing and you know, and you're totally present and you are uh, not living from a a small separate self and you're kind of, you're just being, um, that is so thrilling, exciting. And so, you know, over the years I started like get, I'm like, oh, that is what's happening. I, and so I started realizing um, with my, on my spiritual path, what was happening when I was dancing. I have, and now I have the words to, to describe. A lot of people are just like, well, I don't know. I just, I just, I'm, I'm there. And I'm like, oh, but now I have the words and I, and, and I'm like, this is what all the religion traditions are. This is what everyone is trying to get to is that how can we spend longer periods of our day, not cut off from the world around us, from the people around us, from our bodies. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, Have you seen, have you watched soul yet? I've watched it like three times. (laughs) I need to, you know, I need to go back and watch it again because I watched it once through and I was like, this is one of those ones that I think I, that it could, I could use another viewing just because it was so. It was so beautiful. And that moment where they, uh, where they show the artists and they're like, this is what happens when you're in the in-between where it's like the connection from the, this world to the spiritual world. And I was like, poof, tears, total tears. I was like, that's what it is. Like. Pixar got it. Like they got it right. And it's so true. And how exciting is that? Is that like so many people are seeing this. And so I'm like, I hope that people, you know, specifically people in, in our field, um, that they're like watching this and they're like, Oh, cause it was like, they made it so clear. And so people who maybe haven't had, um, or don't have a spiritual, like even think spiritual life and I, you know, but some, who don't have, you know, that's so like, maybe they watch this movie and they're like, oh my gosh, that is, that is exactly what's happening. And so this maybe will turn them into finding more depth because, you know, I think as artists, we tend to like, we're living this way because it's about like hitting those career markers. And then that movie just showed you like how much, you know, and when you really are, doing your thing and in the flow how they're like you're living this way and it's so so beautiful so beautiful and I love how they talked about and I thought this was so important for people in any form of entertainment industry that uh your spark is not your purpose like that the two are not the same and I was like yes because I have worked with so many people in 
various arts industries where it's like, but this is what I set out to do. And so I have to complete this. And it's like, but that's not making you happy. So why are you following that? And it's just, and I read somebody else posted uh, during the pandemic that they were starting to realize that they ended up being an actor because they were good at it as a kid and people told them that if they were good at it, they should do it. And she's like been rediscovering, oh, I'm passionate about all these other things too. And it's like the things that can open up for people when you start to tap into your intuition and your own knowing and that uh, clarity of what do I actually want to be doing in this lifetime? I think it's just so magical. And yeah, you know, at first, when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, this is getting, you know, kind of, I was like, is this going to give teachers a bad rap, like, at the beginning, when it's, you know, and, I, and so I was like, is this movie, like, kind of setting, you know, and, and it didn't, but I was thinking of this idea of, um, I don't want, am I allowed to give spoilers away? I'm trying to, like, not give spoilers away of the movie, but am I, I allowed, like, should yeah. I, like? Yeah, this is coming out mid-February, so if people haven't watched it by then, Okay. Listen okay, to the okay. spoilers and then go watch it. <laughs> so, so you know the 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 moment um, where he does he plays and then she's like, "All right, see you, see you tomorrow or whatever." Um, like he's like, mm-hmm. "That's it, that's yeah. it." This and and um, but and then contrasting that with the moment where he's sitting on the stoop and the um, the leaf thing, the helicopter thing falls in, and yeah. he's like totally present and. And the joy, and realizing that it's that our, you know, we we get so attached to this idea of of our roles, and especially as artists, and like these milestones that we have to hit, and and you know, and then we do hit them, and then what? So, you know, to see him actually just enjoying being present in daily in day to day life, and like that's really, I mean, for me. Um, my purpose my bigger purpose like obviously I have career ambitions and goals but I think my deeper is like how can I live longer periods of the day um present and my you know with the mindfulness of um just be you know not running away from the present moment and and I don't know I, I can't talk enough about this movie I've been like geeking out about it because something that I've been you know it's stuff that I love to, and as you know why, why we're here we love talking about the stuff and to, so to see Pixar kind of package it in a way that is accessible to people who may have uh, have never like explored that side of themselves and so I don't know I cannot speak enough about that movie I and now I'm gonna go watch it again because you yep. said you saw it three times I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go back and watch it again <laughs> it's it's so beautiful I think it's such an important movie and I I totally lost it when at the point where they're on the ship and uh they're going through they're like I'm really this person I'm really this person and then the girl with the like wavy hair is like I'm a shamanic energy healer in Burbank California and I was like oh, it's me oh, I feel so seen I feel so I was seen like, that's my role oh. I just, it was so funny and I just oh that movie was so beautiful um how do you feel that your spiritual connectedness has shifted your creativity and your art and what you are capable of creating for me creativity um only real can really only spring from um a place of stillness of of um 
being in, in your body and being present. And so, because I think for so long, you know, like, the idea of like the artist and you're toiling by yourself and you're separate and you're trying to, you're supposed to be this genius. So you have to be separate from everyone else. And the ideas have to, you know, you're just really cerebral and in your head. And so as I, on my spiritual path, my 20th time saying that I've realized that like, Oh, I'm closing myself off and actually creativity is collaborative. Mm -hmm. I, for so long, I, um, was you know scared to ask for help or let people in because I don't know about you but this the performing arts can feel very um competitive in the sense that we're all like we're a brand and you're your own thing and you're and we're all against each other and so really you know I I've learned that creativity is truly collaborative and so you know I am I am a less afraid of 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 other choreographers of other teachers I have like and maybe it's because I'm I've gotten I'm older too and I've can like step I've stepped back and I'm like oh I am so tired of competing against other people and trying to be like prove myself because I've real I've realized my true self-worth will never be attached to um, a, a job, a, you know, a show, a, a whatever, a, a combo. Um, and that's, and that's something that I have to, I work at it every day. I it's reminding like, oh, I am enough right now. I, I have inherent self-worth that is unrelated to any external thing. And so that's allowed me to be able to play more because I feel like when you're not caught up in this needs to be the best so that I can, that people can see me and say that, oh, you're the best. Um, when you're not like worrying about that, you're, you tend to play more. And you, and that's, for me, that's been um, one of the biggest takeaways of cultivating um, a spiritual life is this, uh, my creativity has just become more playful. And I've let other people who, in, you know, into my creative sphere. And yeah, and I've, I've, I stopped like, you know, granted it creeps up every day and I have to be like, oh, okay, ego, that's ego. But that idea that it's me against all these other people and, and it's a race. And because at the end of the day, we're all going to die. And that's, you know, it's one of my favorite sayings and it, it sounds morbid, but I, you know, I meditate on death a lot because it kind of is the ultimate, like, equal, you know, kind of whatever yes. stuff is going on in your head you know, and you say to yourself, we're all going to die, kind of things are like, you're like, oh, okay, this, this thing is not as big of a deal as I thought it was going to be. But yeah, so that, that is really um, what my spiritual life has um, added to my creativity and my, um, even as a, as a teacher, you know, in class, I've realized, I'm sure you can, you can see this with, other people in this industry who have um, who are just kind of living very surface level their performance there's always something for me watching dancers who have yet to tap into any depth in there you know or haven't done any like really inner work it's like all about the external thing like do, do I have the right shoes on do I have the right hair do I have the right makeup and then for me I can sit there and watch them and I'm like they on paper they have all the right classes. They have the, their body is t 
totally in shape and they can, you know, and then I'm like, but why am I not drawn to that? And then I'm going to use, he's one of my best friends. I can use him as an example, Ricky Ubeda, who for me can come in and granted he's, he's taken all the classes, he's done all the things, but he also has done so much inner work with himself um, that when I, you know, when I watch him, I'm, you know, he could just, he could sit there in his pajamas and just sway side to side and I'm mesmerized because he knows how to um, dance from depth and not just a presentational shallow thing. Yeah, I think it's so, uh, it's so lovely to hear that voiced because I think that audiences see it too. And it's like, why am I so drawn to this performer and why can't I keep my eyes off of them even though they're just sitting on a couch? Like, what is that? Like, what is that thing that's different? And I think people look for that outside answer and it's like, well, if I get this kind of training or if I learn this trick and it's not about that, it's about being able to connect to your humanity and you can't uh, portray somebody else's humanity if you can't connect to your own. So bingo. Yeah. I think it's, I love that you said that. And I also just have to point out that, um, that importance of bringing yourself back in from the comparison and allowing people in, um, something I've been discovering and seeing other people discover as well is that the more that I am in tune with who I am and I can, uh, align my self-worth with just the innate, I am a human, therefore I am worthy. Instead of, I've achieved this thing. I have this many followers. I have this many videos and this many likes, or I've worked on this many projects. Um, When you can align that, communicating becomes easier. Networking becomes easier. Uh, Even branding becomes easier because it's like oh I actually know who I am instead of trying to fit these outside things that I see it are getting attention and it's just such a it's a rat race like when you are looking for those outside things it's so frustrating and it's tiring and I really think that's why so many performers end up quitting is because it's not because they don't like it it's because they're exhausted and burnt out from the rat race yes and that is exactly um, exactly why, you know, when I, I, uh, got to that crossroads when I was on tour and I'd been performing for so many years and I was like, oh, I am, I'm just exhausted with equating my self-worth with booking a job with, and so the moment that I kind of let go, you know, took my hands off the controls and, and just kind of went from human doing to human being and just being like, you know, I don't know who's going to come into my orbit or what doors are going to open, but a, it made life more exciting. So, and which led me to then meet somebody. So I'm so happy you said that because I see it all the time, especially now that I've been teaching for so many years. And now that they're, you know, I see these younger dancers who are just ready to throw in the towel after a year of, of, um, you know, doing the thing because they're just so stuck on um, my worthiness comes from an external thing that when they don't get it, they're, they, you know, they absolutely crumble. Whereas the sooner you realize that 
you're inherently worthy just sitting here right now mm-hmm. that you you know you don't have to things you don't have to try so hard and it kind of has you know and the, the uh, you think that we have to tr- you have to try as hard to get things but it's almost the opposite it's like as soon as you let your hands off the control things start unfolding um in a way that's just more effortless spontaneous um you're just like vibrating at a different frequency and so it's it's like almost you can, i'm sure if we were to walk into if, if auditions were happening right now and you walked into a room you can point you can just look in a holding room and see what person is living from this place of desperation of I need this job or else I'm going I'm going to explode and then the people who are like this is part of my day I go to an audition I dance I say hi then I'm going to go to work after this and then it's just a different way of being in the world and so I feel like for me as a teacher I feel like one of my things is to be a mirror to mirror someone's innate goodness to them in the moment and so I can, you know, I'm like not saying that you don't have to work and there and you don't have to work on your craft. That's because sometimes people are like, well, that what you're saying is that I don't have to try. And I'm like, no, it's not that you don't have to try. It's that like, it's, it's what, where is it coming from? Is it coming from a place of desperation of, I need to be, I need you to see me and say that I'm good because then I'll feel good about myself. Or do you feel good about yourself? Have you done the work on yourself and you've shined the light in all the areas of your attic, so to speak? Mm-hmm. and looked at all your demons face to face and then did you do the work so that you know when you walk into a room i'm worthy i'm good whether i get this job or not whether i fuck up this combination or not it doesn't matter because i am whole already and mm-hmm. you it's just like you said when you're watching a movie a tv show whatever and just why your is your eye drawn to some people because you're like oh that person they've done the work they yeah. it's it, it's just i don't know it's I just hope, I really, really hope that this pandemic has opened um, artists' eyes to that that fact that, oh, I am, I am worthy without any of these roles or things, you know, because when it's stripped away, you have to, you're faced with that. You're like, oh, oh you know, and I see some people crumbling during this because they don't know how to be without the constant um, validation from posting um you know oh i booked this show or you know and and so it's been interesting i don't know if you've seen on your social media and just like watching some people thrive during this because they are realizing like oh i'm a whole person i i can also have other likes i don't you know and then watching with some people who i'm like "Uh uh-oh they're they really are not because they're so attached to having that um external validation and now that they don't have it, they don't know who they are. Yeah. At early, like pretty early on in the pandemic, I was having a conversation with somebody who there were three of us. Uh, we went out to dinner and, you know, we're sitting on the sidewalk in New York, eating our, eating our food. And we were talking about how the people that we know who are uh, slightly more spiritually aligned, but also have their self-worth based in their humanity as opposed to their achievement are the ones who have been really creating and cultivating other things in the pandemic. And the people, like a lot of our friends who are so hold on to that attachment of, I am an actor. I have to be seen as a dancer. I have to be seen as an artist because that's my identity are the ones who have been really, really struggling. And, um, 
And like, I have so many friends who are near and dear to me who are struggling with that. Uh, And that's a big part of the work that I've been doing. And honestly, why the energy studio started because uh, about a month and a half in, I started having friends message me being like, I need help. Like my energy is all out of alignment. I don't know how to move forward. And so providing a resource for people so that you can find your self-worth without that external thing, because I think the biggest gift that we have is to share ourselves and to share our own humanity um, and the stories that we have experienced that we find important. And it's just so sad to me to think that there is a world where people are starting to recognize that they need that kind of help and that 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 is missing and they don't know where to turn. And that's the thing that I'm like, God, thank God for social media, honestly, because uh, mental wellness has become so much more of a positive topic instead of like a, Ooh, don't talk about that. You're, you're bad. If you go to therapy, like, thank God that's changing. I mean, I'm seeing it really. I mean, I, I do think that there is a, um, a huge shift happening and it's been happening the past, maybe, you know, 15 years with this, it's becoming more mainstream to talk about, you know, um, mindfulness and cultivating, um, uh, some sort of spiritual practice for yourself and do you have a daily practice like what what is your um do you have a daily practice like what what is your um thing that has you know that you do or that you, you that you um take refuge in during especially during this time since there's so much uncertainty and it's so easy to get lost in um needing external validation and all that. I I just am interested to hear from you. Yeah. Um, I, so my like base, uh, I call them the bare minimum. I have a bare minimum list of like, these are the things that I have to do every day. Um, or else I know I'm going to feel out of whack. Um, so in the morning, I'm not a morning person. Like it takes me a good two hours to get functioning. Yep. Um, so in my two hours, um, I, journal very artist's way like stream of consciousness just yes, like, get it on paper. yes. Yep. um and then I also do future self journaling which is from uh the holistic psychologist she's fabulous resource I love her like on Instagram I follow her yeah like yeah yeah I yeah. follow her on Instagram her future yep. self journaling is amazing and I feel like that's kept me on track because you go through um it's like one page a day and it's like uh my mantra for the day. So like right now my mantra is, um, I only spend within my means because I'm working on my finances. Um, so like something just short and quick, and then I am shifting my, uh, I am shifting my pattern of this behavior. Uh, three things you're grateful for three thing, three qualities that your future self is going to have. So I'm always like, I'm going to be courageous. I'm going to be communicative. Um, and I'm going to be compassionate or, you know, things like that. Um, and then my future self will experience something that you'd like to experience. And then I have the opportunity to be my future self today by blank, such a fabulous exercise. So I do that every morning. Um, and then I do a quick meditation practice and, uh, for me, it depends on the day, really. Recently, I've been doing Headspace because I just needed that, like, we, totally. need, a, we need a container. Uh-huh. Uh, and then 
a lot of it is just tuning into my body and just being like, oh, okay, I have this. So a lot of the energy healing work that I do is uh, starts from tuning into what's happening in the body and then going deeper to the spiritual level of like, oh, where's this pain coming from? What am I holding on to in my body that's actually manifesting on a spiritual level? Um, so just doing frequent check-ins with myself and being like, all right, what, what feels off in my energetic system and then doing self-healing for myself. Um, yeah, so that's been my practice. And then, I mean, artistically I have been, I have a wonderful acting coach. I actually work for the studio. So I, um, I am forced to be consistent in showing up to good. Class, which is good. such a blessing. Yeah, um, and I've given myself a lot of grace in my art and creativity and said like, you know, if I need to work on something for my soul, that's what takes priority over feeling like I need to work on something to master this new technique. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Because this is not the time to push in that way for me, at least. Um, so just honoring every day and like going into class and being like, you know, I was going to do this thing, but I am just so not feeling that today. And like my soul really needs to sing this song today, or I yeah. really need to do this type of scene today. And so that's what I'm going to do. Um, so just trusting my intuition about what I need and letting that rule, I, you know, and also right now we have such a blessing, I think in that most of us have never experienced a prolonged amount of time where we're not preparing for an audition. And so I think this is just such a wonderful time to explore what you actually want to be creating and what feels good, as opposed to being like, well, this 16 bars is going to be great for Mean Girls, or like, this yeah. one's going to get me wicked. Yeah. Um, so we have this beautiful time of self-identification. So I've been taking advantage of that for sure. And that makes me so happy to hear that. And I hope, I hope that, you know, that everyone else is discovering, um, you know, that relationship with themselves. It's like a homecoming for me, mm -hmm. you know, I, it's, it's, you know, and it's every moment. It's like, you know, um, that idea of like, in every moment you have two choices, it's like love or fear. And, you know, you might choose fear in this moment, but you can always come back home in the next moment. And so it's just constantly checking in with oneself, um, like like you do. And it's like, can I can I really trust listening to um, my higher self or my deepest intuition or whatever you want to call it? Because I think, you know, we are, we just touched on this, but a lot of people don't trust that because they haven't um, cultivated a relationship. So they they're very just living surface and and um, trying to you know manage people's expectations of themselves and like how do I be around this person how do I be around this person instead of like oh what if I just listen if I went in and then I don't have to worry about being a certain way around different people and trying to you know because I just I can trust them living from my highest self and so it's it excites me when I you know when I hear people talk about that because especially younger people and I can say that but, but I, I'm hoping that people other people your age and in this profession are doing the same thing because I do think that when we come back you're going to see a divide in the people who have done the work on themselves and the people who haven't and I'm not talking about work on the craft or anything I'm just talking about you know 
having a relationship with oneself and trusting oneself, their, their inherent worth and those who are going back in the desperation train, because we're going to get into a room and, and people are, you know, the people who haven't done any work are going to be the ones who are like, ah, I need this job. And then they don't get it. And then, you know, so I'm, that excites me. I, I, that really, that, I love that. I'm so happy that you also are sharing with, you know, I hope that that inspires other people to start developing a relationship with themselves. I do. Re- I'm a firm believer in, for, you know, it starts from within, like in order for us to live in a peaceful world, we have to find peace within ourselves first. Yeah, definitely. We're going to wrap up, but I have one question that's like banging on my brain. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. Something you said earlier triggered this thought of, um, toxic teachers. And it's something I talk a lot about with my clients about like, what are the voices that you're hearing in your head? And something I really appreciate about your classes is that it's not a toxic territory at all. Like it is very much, I have certain, I have like a list of classes and teachers that I call therapy classes where it's like, I can go on my worst day and leave feeling good. Um, so you're very welcome. Thank you. So what would you say to the people who have those toxic teacher voices running the show. Are you, are you talking like on a actual level of taking class with toxic teachers or people who have the toxic teacher voices in their head? I, w- I was leaning more towards who have the toxic teacher voices in their head. Now, from, well, first way to combat that is to take a class from a teacher who doesn't um, subscribe to that belief system of like the only way to teach is through you know being mean or or, you know berating someone so it's like you said it's like finding a class so that you can you know for me it's that I was drawn to before I even started teaching um I was I was drawn to Al Blackson's class because of that I was like oh I had grown up with teachers god bless them all who believed in you know the the yelling the you're not good enough thinking like the tough love thing Mm -hmm. which okay but he showed me I'm like oh I'm working hard in a class I'm feeling motivated but I don't feel like shit after I leave like I don't I and so to the answer your question I think it starts with like get yourself into a class and they exist especially now since we all have you know um and at our fingertips we have access to all these classes now find a teacher that is you know a not a toxic teacher um and then from there it's like you know we were talking about earlier about you know acknowledging the voices in your head mm-hmm. and then because you have to acknowledge in order to give yourself that little space between whether you know so you have the, the what is it between stimulus and response there's like a little space but you yeah. need to like notice that the voice is happening and then you have that gives you a little like space to be like oh I don't have to believe that because I think it's so easy to go into uh, autopilot or whatever, where mm-hmm. whatever voice is in the head, or like that's driving, that's driving, and you just believe it without even questioning the voice. So it, it's starting, it's by questioning that. It's like, oh, do I, you know, do I have to believe that thought? And you might say yes, and you might, and you know, and that might be where you're at, and you're like, yes, I believe that thought. But just by just acknowledging that, like, oh, you have a choice, mm-hmm. starts to, um, lessen for me at least lessen the severity of that voice it starts um you know you know taking a back seat to my life because I I I'm someone who I 
spent my whole younger career living from that vo- that scared voice being like you're not good enough you're not good enough and then I got to a place where I was like I can't go on I can't live in I can't do have a career in the arts if that is what my life is going to be like yeah um, yeah I love that thank you for sharing that uh, so if people would like to follow you work with you take a class with you how do they do that well right now during the pandemic I am teaching at Steps on Broadway every Tuesday and Thursday at four o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, so if you'd like to take class with me, I promise that there'll be a lot of bad jokes and um, yeah, but so I'm, that's the way to connect with me. I'm also on social media at Billy Billy Griffin, which is my Instagram handle. And yeah, hopefully it will be dancing in person soon because as much as like, it's fun dancing on zoom, I really, really, really miss people. And talking to you right now really made me be like, oh my gosh, we get back in the room. There's going to be so many people who have done such wonderful work on themselves that the room is going to be just like, we're going to be like dancing on a different plane. Yeah. I'm I'm so excited for that moment. It's going to be so beautiful. (laughs) I think everyone's just going to get it. There's just going to be this huge release and it's like, oh, oh, yes. Thank God. Such gratitude for sure. Yes. Oh, amazing. I'm grateful for you. Speaking of gratitude, I'm very grateful for you and the work that you're doing. I'm inspiring other performers and artists. It's really great. So thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. All right. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. This was so lovely. And I hope to see you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Energy Studio Podcast. If you work in a creative career, I want to let you know about my course, Unblock Your Creative Career. Unblock Your Creative Career is a nine-week intensive that combines psychology, industry knowledge, and energy healing to help you realign and thrive as a creative being. For more information about Unblock Your Creative Career, check out my website, the-energy-studio.com. If you're interested in other course offerings or some free downloads, check out our free online community. There's a link in the show notes to join. And last but certainly not least, if you enjoyed the music at the beginning of this episode, check out the album Shadow People by our dear friends over at the Heartstrings Project. It was released back in December of 2020, and Deepak Chopra has already named it one of the top new albums of the year. That's all for now. We'll talk soon.